one of the most popular episodes in season one of The Spillover and one of our biggest episodes ever was my interview with Doreen Virtue. If you're not familiar with her or you haven't heard that episode yet, it's about how this woman, who was the top New Age author, psychic, and celebrity in the New Age movement, found Jesus and left it all behind because she realized what she was doing was not only wrong, but dangerously demonic. That interview with Doreen led me to scour the internet to see if I could find more ex-psychics who left the dark arts completely for Christ. Turns out there's many of them, and one of them is going to be our guest today. After years of working with tarot cards, communicating with the dead, and spreading the dark energy of the supernatural, my guest today converted to Christianity. Now she spends her time spreading awareness about the dark dangers of the occult. She has amassed a following on Instagram and especially TikTok, where she speaks about her experience as a medium and what life has been like since finding God. She's also the author of From Psychic to Saved and has a brand new book on the way that will be called Out of the New Age and Into the truth. Here to talk about how she came across witchcraft at a young age, the terrifying things she's seen in her own house, her testimony, where she sees the occult and society the most, and if a Christian home is still susceptible to demonic infiltration, is today's guest. Please welcome Jen Nizza to The Spillover. How does someone really fall into this line of work, Jen? I know it must be different for every single psychic medium when you were doing this, but for you, did you grow up knowing what divination was and who introduced you to it? Um, So I totally did not know what divination was. What happened for me, though, is I started having dreams that would come true at a young age. I was definitely demonically oppressed. Um, at the age of 12, I started having these visions and these dreams and they would come true. They weren't profound per se, but they were coming true. And I was just kind of like, what is going on? I grew up culturally Catholic. So the holidays were more about lasagna, Italian Catholic, you know, uh, rather than knowing who Jesus is. And there's no judgment there. I, I'm, I'm not doing that. Uh, my mom though, put a tarot card reader in our home at the when I was 13. So now I was already having these dreams at 12 and visions. And then at 13, I had my first tarot card reading. My great aunt was a psychic medium. I didn't know that at the time, though. And in my home, it was really acceptable to talk about ghosts and paranormal activity. Um, My mom spoke to us about it, and we certainly had it. Let me tell you, I mean, things were moving around in there. It was definite paranormal activity in my home. Was it an no, old home? You know, I like the 30s, the 30s. Um, so I guess relatively old. But I really, in retrospect, believe that because my mom and I guess my dad by default were so um, OK with this. Mom was OK with this. Mom grew up with this. I mean, her aunt was also a self-proclaimed healer. So she was all in, really. Um, and you, you give demons permission that way. That's the thing that I think um, I know we're kind of I'm kind of jumping, but I think people need to understand that because once you start seeking that tarot card reading, um, you're reading horoscopes, you're um, going to psychic mediums and you're entertaining this and seeking it out and engaging in it. You're giving demons a foothold right then and there. You're giving them permission. Uh, to come into your space. So they were in our space. 
And then she had the tarot card reader come now, in. Now, why did she bring that tarot card reader in? Was it because she wanted to see if you had these gifts that, you know, your aunt had had or her aunt had had? No, she was a hairdresser. And, you know, listen, to be honest with you, even later on when I was doing group readings, people hire tarot card readings, uh, reader, I'm sorry, to come in. And a bunch of her customers wanted to get readings. And people are intrigued by the supernatural. So she was into it. She had met this woman at a beauty supply when she was getting her products or whatever. And she was telling her, hey, I read tarot cards. She's great. And she tells her customers and like, hey, can we all do like the group thing? And she came over and I was 13 years old and I had the tarot card reading and I was like, whoa, how did this woman know stuff? How did these cards know things. And I was very intrigued by it. And that was for me, the beginning of the um, rabbit hole of destruction into the occult. That was the beginning because I was I was so intrigued by it. I wanted more. And that's exactly what I did. And so how did you go about trying to seek more information out? What was your next step? Next step was getting my own tarot cards. And my sister did also. And we started reading each other. And it was so weird because for me, um, I didn't really get, you know, the book explanations of the tarot cards and the formats. I was already hearing from demons. It was um, not obvious to me then, you know, clearly, but in retrospect, again, they were just using me as the medium. So I could do the readings with the tarot cards without even fully knowing whatever the channeled or automatically written book gave definitions about the tarot card where I could do the readings. I didn't need the tarot cards, but my sister and I sat and we would do these readings back and forth. And the more I, I dove in, the more I received, I just started knowing things about people when I was in a room with them. I started seeing like these little blinky lights, like these little twinkling lights around somebody. And that would indicate that I was about to receive some sort of information about them. And at this time I was just still like, this is so cool. You know, this is cool. I don't know what could be wrong with this. I never thought that way. Um, but at the same time, I really never read the Bible. It was in my house and I did not have a relationship with Jesus Christ. I, I really didn't even have faith in Jesus at all. How could I? I didn't even know him. Yeah. When yeah. you were hearing things, this is what is very hard for me to understand. You know, when mediums talk about like, well, I'm I'm hearing facts given to me about people. What does that sound like? Or or what is it like in your mind when you are hearing facts from demons about people? It sounds like your own thoughts. So imagine you're just sitting there and all of a sudden a thought comes into your mind or a word comes into your mind or you're seeing um, something just like you would, you know, you could daydream, you could see things, right? You can visualize things in your mind. It would be the same thing, except that it just pops in there. You weren't thinking about it. You don't know anything about it. And it's information about people. That's why I always say, like, don't insult people who have real mental illnesses. Psychic mediumship is communicating with demons. It's not a mental illness. It is. And I just mentioned that because uh, we're talking about hearing and seeing things. Mm -hmm. So we have to be really crystal clear about that because I would be sitting before my client. All I have is their name and their phone number or sitting. I, I mean, I used to read people when I was getting sonograms and stuff. If information was coming in, I would just say, hey, I'm a medium and I'm getting this information. Is it OK to 
share it with you. And of course they're like, oh yeah. And you like, and I just had the information about these people, about their moms, their dads, their children, people that were deceased, um, things in their life, things that they were doing, and even predictions as well. I hear Christians all the time talk about things like, you know, even if you watch a movie with evil content, like an exorcism or a witch, that it will, you know, let something into your front door. In your experience dealing with this whole new age psychic medium world, is that accurate or is it over-exaggerated? Okay. Is it, my answer is kind of like a little bit of both because I think some people do over demonize things. Um, Having said that, the Lord does tell us to guard our eyes, because if you think about it, what you're watching. So I say it's a personal conviction. okay, and to be very careful, if you're going to watch a psychic medium on TV and we know who they are, if you're going to watch that, it's going to go into your mind that it's okay. Maybe you're even going to think it's godly because they are so deceived and they are telling you it's a gift from God and you know, that's really dangerous. So yeah, that could open you up. Definitely. The spiritual battle is definitely for the way that we think. So if you're watching a, a horror movie um, or even Harry Potter with divination and witchcraft, uh, what's going into your mind and what goes into your mind can go into your heart and then go into your actions. So I would just say, don't over demonize everything, but certainly be mindful about what you're looking at. In a Christian home, do you think that it is still susceptible to demonic spirits coming in? One million percent. Can I just say that's my favorite question so far? <laughs> because I am so passionate about this. Um, my daughter is 21 now, so I don't have any little ones running around. But I want to say this. In a Christian home, Christians can be oppressed. We cannot be possessed because we have the Holy Spirit within our hearts. So a demon cannot come and take us over and and coexist with the Holy Spirit in our hearts. But Christians can be oppressed. So that's the children in your home, even if you're Christian, let's say your child was watching the latest Disney, and I know we just touched on that, but they have a lot, that Encanto, I mean, that's fortune telling in there. That's divination in there. Wow. Yes, and now they have a Barbie that- We don't talk about Bruno. (laughs) (laughs) And then now they have a Barbie that um, is doing meditation and mudras and they're they have a cauldron, a witchcraft cauldron toy. Even your local five below store has tarot cards, Barnes and Noble. So if your kids get a chakra bracelet, a toy, they saw a movie, SpongeBob SquarePants has the Yes, I'm telling the CG board. That's like the Ouija. You could fact check me, sis. I'm telling the Ouija board and they're and they're invoking um, dead people through the through this um, match. I just saw somebody. I thought it was a bug. Um, Scary. I thought it was a demon. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I know we're talking about it. I'm like, oh, we can get behind me. No. You okay? My my conservatives know, Jen, that I am obsessed with SpongeBob. So you just like really broke my heart right now. No, I didn't know that. I'm so sorry. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, no, it's interesting. I, you know, I mean, I know it, it, infilter, it, it infiltrates everything. So you always yes. have to keep an eye out is what you're saying. Oh, yes, you do. You have to keep an eye out. But even still, a door can be opened. But remember this also. The enemy is going to pursue us. So we're Christian, let's say, right? And we are, I, I think. I know, I know I am. I don't 
you know. Um, so we're Christians. So I always look back at Exodus when the Jews were set free, they're heading towards the Red Sea and the Pharaoh let them go. But then what happened? He decided to pursue them. So we're free in Jesus Christ, but the enemy will still pursue mm. us because there's a spiritual war. Otherwise, God wouldn't tell us to put the full armor on. There's a spiritual battle being fought. So the enemy wants to confuse us, manipulate us, um, steal our peace, steal our joy, provoke fear and confuse, you know, confusion. So he is going to pursue us. And you'll see that with children in these homes and they start having night terrors. And sometimes they start reporting psychic information and the parents are like, but they never asked to uh, talk to a demon. You know, this is a gift. No, it's not a gift. It's not a gift. And I don't know if you ever heard about like the kids that are talking about like past lives and yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. How do you explain that? And then, and then if your kid is doing something like that, what are you supposed to do? Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, the explanation is that they are not gifted, that they are oppressed by demonic uh, forces that are, are giving them this information because they really are giving them information, but there's no such thing as a past life. I mean that we need to be, you know, a hundred percent clear. I'm, I'm not trying to be rude. It's, it's just not right. Um, God said we're appointed to die once. And, and thank God for that. I can't imagine having to come back 1500 <laughs> times. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. Right. I know. So so these kids are reporting these these things and they're seeing demons. They're seeing them. They'll tell you it's a ghost. Sometimes maybe they're saying it's an imaginary friend and they're seeing that. So what do you do as the parent? Well, immediately you need to um, think about what your children have been exposed to. And if you can't come up with anything, pray to God to show you uh, what you need to do in your home, get rid of something um, where you need to be praying over, sit and pray with them and pray for your children without cease and walk in the victory of Christ. We, we don't want to give the enemy any glory or give way to fears and things like that. We don't have to be afraid with Jesus, but we do need to be um, sober and alert of mind. Mm, alert and yeah. sober-minded because the enemy prowls around. Yeah. So when did it really start coming to a head for you? You're 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 seeing these dots, these twinkling lights on on people's heads. You're you're giving them messages, um, and then kind of where does the escalation happen? Where you're like, this is this is not okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, when I when I thought it was not okay. Well, that happened really at right before I started professionally reading. I was in my home and I was sitting in. We had something we called a computer room for what reason, I don't know. There was like a treadmill and a computer and a chair. And I was sitting at the computer and I was knocked right off of the chair. And my dad was in the other room and he heard, he heard me fall. I mean, I just was thrown right out of the chair. And I was like, what is going on here? And when I would walk on the treadmill, I would feel them touching me on my mm. hands and my arms. Yeah. But I didn't understand. I didn't know what was going on. At, at this point, I think I was still thinking I could decide what is good and what is bad. So that all felt bad and looked bad and, and was bad. But, but then um, when I had the dream, I had a dream about a man who died and he was connected indirectly to my ex. So this was a way for me to get the information there, but not be too close to the situation so I can get the validation. That's a medium um, verb uh, uh, term. So I, I tell my ex this dream about this guy. And it's like this guy, I had this dream and he died. And this is what he looks like. And this is what happened. And he's connected to your girlfriend and all this stuff. And he's, he was like, oh my goodness, 
that yes, that was um, her friend's brother, whatever. And I'm just as perplexed as he is. We're like, what is you know going on? And so what I did was I went to see my psychic medium because that's what I did whenever I wanted to know something. If I wasn't doing my own reading, I would go get readings all the time. And she told me, she said, you're a psychic medium. Here's the card of a woman you need to go see. She has a divination class. So that's not psychic university. That's just a group where this woman, um, she would lead us in meditation. She would smudge us, which is burning sage, that little bundle of sage. The idea with that is to try to get rid of negative spirits and, um, you know, and demons right before you're about to practice divination. Yeah, so I was going to say, that. that's a little weird. I, a little yeah, contradictory. And, <laughs> right? And she even said the Lord's Prayer. She had us all stand. I just made a video about this for TikTok. We were all standing in a circle. She would say the Lord's Prayer, that this was for protection right before we were about to invoke demons, but she's deceived. You know, that's the whole thing. We were all deceived. We didn't know what we were doing. See, this is why when people try to say, well, there you don't understand. There's there's good psychics. There's bad psychics. There's good witchcraft. There's bad. Like, this is obviously, you know, Christian. They're saying the Lord's Prayer and all this. Like, what would you say to that? That is a huge lie. That is a huge, there, there is no good witch, white witch, black. I don't care what color witch you are. It's witchcraft. I don't care what you look like. I don't care if you charge money or you don't charge money. You're practicing divination. I, I come across many people. Um, I do most of my ministry on TikTok, believe it or not. And I come across many, many readers on there that are saying that they are Christian witches and God gave them this gift and Jesus is their spirit guide and all this kind of stuff. Stay away. They are practicing divination. And the best thing to always do is First John 4, 1, test the spirits. If you see somebody talking about God ever, go right into the word of God and see what they're, you know, and test what they're saying and what they're doing. Because right away, if you would do that, you would see that divination is condemned by God. He says not to do it. He says not to practice it and not to consult anybody who is. So that is a huge deception. And, and you're right. And sometimes people are like, oh, well, but this psychic, um, they were just all positive. It was really just positive information. They didn't charge a lot of money. So they were good. And then they'll say, well, this guy was just scary looking. No, it's all the same thing. It doesn't matter. It wasn't necessarily that I thought I was doing something bad at that point. It was just that I knew there was an evil element at that point. Like I knew something wicked was going on, but now I'm in this group and they're saying, Hey, imagine white light around yourself. You can, you know, you're your own God when you're spiritual and you're a psychic, you can protect yourself. You can use these things like sage and imagining white light. So I was doing that and I was a professional psychic medium. I come out of that group with my business cards in hand, reading. I was a single mom doing readings, crying with my clients and all this other stuff while all the other scary stuff was happening at the same time. And I was seeing demons in my home, familiar spirits. I was seeing them. And believe it or not, even as a psychic me, it was still shocking. You know, well, What do they look like? Head. Do they look scary or do they look like normal people? So sometimes there were scary images. Um, I One time I woke up, and I was in my bed with my husband and standing right in front of my bed. I would say it was kind of like this shadow figure or like a black, like kind of like a, if you imagine the Grim Reaper, you ever see how they depict the Grim Reaper kind of like with the black hood and yeah, all the, like, in the Sith or whatever that's called. Is that what it's called? Yeah. He didn't have that. I don't know what that thing. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know. I, don't, how to... I hate that thing. Right. With the, yeah. you the know, hook, he, the bladed thing. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. He didn't have that, but he was, he was just staring at me and not doing anything to me though. And you know, I'm, I'm pretty convinced that's because they already had me. What did he have to do? I didn't have to have sleep paralysis. He didn't have to do anything. I already served those demons. So he was just making himself known. There he was. But then other times they were familiar spirits and familiar spirits look like people. And those are the ones that are talking to the psychic when they're saying it's mom from the other side, dad passed over a father figure or what have you. So I would just be in my home and I'll never forget it. I was in my kitchen and where I was sitting, you know, I had my head down. And I looked up and I just looked over to my left and to my left down the hall was the room that I slept and the door was open and there was a man, a tall man standing there. And he looked like what I would think would be like a professor. You remember like those um, sports coats, but they had that weird patch like on the elbow, like a corduroy, like very um, sophisticated, skinny, tall and just very um, gloomy looking though, like, like not happy, not, not that it matters. I mean, it's a, what people call a ghost, but he was a demon. He was a familiar spirit making himself look like this man who's just prowling around in my room. And I'm like, Oh no. And then I would see this little, I would see this little girl standing at my mom's front door when I would pull up sometimes. And she looked like my daughter. When my my daughter was little, when I was reading and everything, she looked like my daughter. She had this long brown hair and was wearing a dress and just standing there and looking again, like gloomy, like sad or confused or something. And um, that was horrifying. That was actually horrifying. In addition to when I used to do group readings, when I would drive home, I was I was afraid a lot, by the way. I just didn't realize I was being so I didn't realize I was oppressed by demons then. But now I understand why I lived in fear. I really did. And I just want to say, um, please don't be um, deceived by the people you see on TV because you're not going home with them. You don't know what demonic activity is going on for them. Right. So uh, I lived in fear a lot. And when I would come home from group readings in the dark, I would see demons coming out. I thought I was about to hit a person. Oh, my gosh. It wasn't a real person. And when I was at home, I was afraid to even like I would go to take a shower, I would lock the door. I thought I was afraid of a physical person, like somebody coming into my home, like breaking in. I was so oppressed by demons. That's what I was afraid. I could feel the presences and it provokes fear. It really does. So don't listen to those people who are all, because com- when I was doing readings, talking to you know mom and dad, oh, it was great. It was comfortable. It was okay. That was okay. But the rest of the time, you're, uh, you know, you're dealing with um, all sorts of demons and the per- the psychic medium who says they're not is not telling the truth because that is who they're dealing with. Why do demons masquerade as grandma or grandpa or these nice people? Like, what is what is the purpose of doing that? So the purpose is to get you to believe that um, you're talking to them, that you're doing something, that they're doing something OK, and to give you this false sense of peace and comfort. So what's the reason why people are even going to psychic mediums, right? Especially psychic mediums, because usually they're grievous. Um, A lot of times people are hopeless or they're lonely or whatever. And they go, right, because why would demons want to do something that seems good for you, right? Because the, the big part of it is that they're getting you away from God. So there's no real healing. There's no eternal joy, peace or comfort. They're giving you like these little bits of truth and lies mixed in just to hook you, just to keep you 
going away from God. I'm probably not hearing the gospel and not going to the Bible so that you could be saved and be free from it. Now, you brought up sleep paralysis. Is that Mm -hmm. demonic or or it's it's a totally normal phenomenon that has no demonic ties at all? It definitely has demonic ties. I'm a very reasonable person. I will not say that there couldn't be at times for certain things, physiological explanations for things. I would not say that. However, having experienced it and hearing um, other people's testimonies as well, I've gone through it and there is definitely demonic attachment to it because I've had it where I, I just feel like I'm being pressed down. I can't move and I can see a demon in the doorway. And the fear, and and you feel like you can't say anything and you can't do anything, you're being pressed down, it's frightening. Um, Of course, Jesus is the answer to that because demons bow down to Jesus Christ. It's just a matter of crying out to him in those moments and, Mm -hmm. and and he will do it. It's definitely real. It's definitely real. That's a huge deception, you know, for people to think that these things aren't going on. Um, How magnificently done, right, for Satan to make people think that this isn't even going on, that he's not even real, that demons aren't real. Um, People are watching these movies where he's just the guy with like the red horns and the tail and the pitchfork and giving the idea that it's just ridiculous. And it's not. He's real. And this is really going on. Demonic activity. And we need to be on guard. So how do you go from demons grabbing you, seeing them form um, to, okay, I want to throw all this away and then, you know, become a Christian? Yeah, that's um, so cool because I actually um, wasn't looking to change anything. I I wasn't looking to adopt a new worldview or a, a religion or anything like that. My, uh, Jesus actually saved me, I think, about Paul from the Bible, Saul Paul. I call him Saul Paul. Um, <laughs> In such a, you know, in such a cool way, like in this personal experience, what happened was I actually had endured a trauma. It was not a near death experience. Um, I was awake and I cried out to Jesus Christ and I did not cry out to a deceased person, a spirit guide, any of the people that I was usually talking to or entities, I should say. Right. No, I cried out to Jesus Christ and I believe that was the Holy Spirit the first, you know, the first nudging of the Holy Spirit, because when I got out of that, I didn't want to be a psychic medium anymore. So that 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 had to be like the Holy Spirit putting that conviction there. But I didn't know why. I didn't know I I, I didn't have anybody and I'm not blaming anybody. Um, it's just the way it went. I didn't I didn't know what had happened. I didn't know what crying out to Jesus even meant. I didn't realize anything. I just didn't want to be a psychic medium anymore. Mm. And I didn't like um what was being brought to my mind was, you know, because we read each other, um, Teresa and I read each other before, you know, before she went from the restaurant circuit to the TV circuit, you know, we kind of ran in circles here on Long Island. And I, I remember her give, I hope this is okay to say, it, you know, okay. Um, and one of the readings that she gave me, she said I would be married with three children. And okay. And again, remember, it's not about what's true or for, you know, whatever. Um, And I was married, but I would have had five children. And I remember that just kept coming back to my mind. Well, why, why, why was that wrong? What, so what does it mean? And so when I went back to doing readings, because I did, it was my livelihood. It was all I knew. I started doing a different explanation in the beginning of the reading. Like, hey, listen, I'm not God. Um, 
you know, I'm, I'm just getting this information. I'm going to give it to you. And kind of like whatever happens, happens. Cause I was so afflicted by what had not happened because mm. of, you know, what Teresa told me. So, um, so anyway, I'm going on this weird like journey with this for a little less than a year. And one day I kicked my husband out. I mean, the marriage was tumultuous. Uh, we were having all, there were all kinds of prom- problems and kicked him out. And he went to his sister's house and he showed, and I made plans with my friend who I met in the divination class. And I used to read her family and everything. And so she's coming over for dinner and he shows up that day, my husband. And I'm like, oh, you know, <laughs> so I'm like, well, you have two choices. You can, you can stay and help with the dinner or you can go, but I'm not canceling my plans. And he's like, fine, I'll help with the dinner. So Beth came over and she starts telling us about Jesus Christ and how she's going to this church and she met Jesus and all this stuff. And remember, she was in this divination group with me. I mean, I was in her home doing group readings, Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm like, okay. And then she goes, well, why don't you guys come to this church with me over the weekend on Sunday? And I'm like, no, I'm good to this day. I can't believe it. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. And my husband goes, I want to go. I'll meet you there. So he goes with her on Sunday, loves it, comes home raving about this church, like the pastor and, um, you know, the music and all this stuff. And, you know, he was raised Christian. He actually was raised Christian. Total lawless man did not walk with the Lord. My husband was not saved, but he was raised Christian. So it goes to show you kind of like what you mentioned before, right? Like if you're being raised in a Christian home, you still can be oppressed and you still may not go that way at that time. So, um, so anyway, he wasn't saved. He went to the church, but apparently he started praying for me to come to the church with him. And his parents had been praying for us. I don't know, for years since we had gotten together. And um, four weeks later, I decided to go to the church with him. I just woke up that morning and I'm like, Jay, I just want to go to that church today with you. So we go and it's a whole new experience for me. It's like really big and people are worshiping there. I'm like, what are these people doing? <laughs> and because I only knew Catholic mass, you yeah. know, so I'm like, what? I'm sure that was night on? day. Oh, for real. So, um, so they have the, you know, the lyrics on the screen and I'm singing with everybody. Cause why not? And one of the lyric was Jesus saved me. And I'm singing the word. I could, I could cry almost every, I tell this story so many times I could cry every time Jesus saved me. And I flashed back to the moment I cried out to Jesus months prior. I literally flashed back my, and it was like, kind of like, like being hit by something like that was him. That's, that's how I was saved. That's who saved me. That's who saved my physical life. And my eternal life is Jesus Mm. Christ. He's real. And it was such an overwhelming moment for me. I just started crying. The freedom I felt like just knowing him and the Holy Spirit just gripped my heart. And I got home from that church, 15 minute drive, didn't contemplate anything. Okay. I get home. My husband goes to the store. I go home and right away, for some reason, I looked up on Google. What does the Bible say about psychic mediums? Like I was not even thinking about this. I wasn't planning it. I just looked it up. And when I saw, I think it was something like openbibleinfo.com or something, a hundred verses 
but Deuteronomy 18, particularly 10 to 12, do not consult or practice. And he mentions divination, but he used the word medium. Mm. And I was like, whoa, he's speaking to me. Okay. And though I didn't fully understand everything, this was my big, you know, this is my first moment with this. I called my husband up and I said, Jay, I have to quit my job. I think it's so miraculous that Jesus saved me while I was a psychic medium. I didn't have to clean up my act. I didn't have to do anything. He met me where I was and he saved me. But I love how he's also a God of order. And his first order of business was to set me free from those demons and from a life in the occult. And that's why that was the first thing that happened. I know it. And that was eight and a half years ago. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing, Jen. (laughs) I've got goosebumps. So good. Okay, so a few questions for you. You know, when people see things like um, every time I look at the clock, it's always 1111 or like different things like that or repeating numbers and things like that. um, Is that dealing with a demonic presence or just coincidence? So what happens is because the new age pushes out angel numbers and looking for hidden messages in numbers, which is numerology, people start to get hooked and the enemy absolutely can use that to distract you. Hey, you, you, it's 1111. Hey, 444 or whatever. Um, so sometimes it can be a coincidence. But then if you start thinking, wait a minute, there's a secret message here. You need to ignore that immediately. God is not speaking to us through those numbers. Okay. That is demonic. And even if it is a coincidence, once your mind starts going and seeking esoteric knowledge from a number, you're, you're crossing the line into divination. So what I say is ignore it reject it. The Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee. And um, that's what you need to do when you sit. Ignore those numbers, honestly. You've dealt with spiritual attacks even after you stopped working as a psychic medium and became a Christian. So could you define what a spiritual attack actually is? It looks different for, for many people, right? But I would say one of the core characteristics of a spiritual attack is that you're going to you're going to lose interest in reading your Bible, going to church. You're going to start to feel hopeless. You can start to feel lonely, um, depressed, anxious. And you also can start hearing things, seeing things. Um, for me, that's when I get attacked. That's how they try to get, get to me because I, they know that's what, how they used to you know, communicate with me. Um, but other people may not get it that way. It could be just this way of thinking. And again, spiritual. So think spiritual coming away from God and being confused, questioning God, doubting God. Man, if you start having those thoughts and those feelings, you need to bind it up immediately and make it captive to Christ Jesus, uh, because um, none of that is true. And again, test everything. The battle is for your mind. So even when these things are happening, what do you think about it? What's your response to it? You need to go back to the word of God every single time and demolish all of that with his word. After you became a Christian, do you sometimes still look at people and all of a sudden you still you see the twinkling lights and get messages that pop up in your mind or did that completely cease? So the only time that happened uh, was a few weeks after I was saved. Um, God and his sovereignty, he's so awesome. The church that that whole thing happened in where I was saved and everything, um, they had a pastor there, Pastor Jonathan, Uh, And he started counseling me. He was a junior pastor at the time and he was counseling me. So I would go on Tuesdays. I mean, I, I was demonically oppressed for 
from the age of 12 to 37 years old. So I had a lot, you know what I mean? So I'm going to him for counseling. And then one day I went to church on Sunday and Pastor Jonathan was saying the sermon. So that wasn't the norm. Um, the senior pastor usually did. So he's saying he's saying the sermon. And all of a sudden I start receiving information about Pastor Jonathan, my pastor. And that was so deliberate. Number one, the devil was mad at me for leaving. And number two, he wanted to try and get to my pastor through me and get to me because wow, I was so new on my walk. I had no idea about the armor of God and praying and fasting. You know what I mean? I wouldn't have even known what spiritual battle was. If you use that term, I wouldn't have known. I was so new. I was a baby Christian. Yeah. I was, I was terrified. And so, and you know, they knew I was going to see him on Tuesday because this is how demons give accurate information because they're all around. So they're watching, they know they've been studying mankind. That's where the, that's why they're accurate about information. Okay. They saw me going every Tuesday to Pastor Jonathan. They knew where I was going to go with, well, not 100% because only God knows everything, right? So, but they know with a good percentage of accuracy that most likely on Tuesday, I would be with Pastor Jonathan for, for my counseling session. So I went to Pastor Jonathan and I was like shaking in my shoes. And he said, Jen, what's going on? And I said, I, this is very embarrassing. I felt embarrassed mm -hmm. because I thought something was wrong with me or I was doing something wrong. I didn't understand. And he said, no, no, you can tell me. So I told him I received information about him in church. Um, and I was scared. And he said, okay, he said, well, we're not going to glorify the enemy, but you can tell me what they said. And uh, let's start there. And I told him the information that they gave him about his childhood, about relationships that he had a uh, relationship in particular with his mom and um, details about it. And he said to me, I'm not going to lie. It hit a nerve. When you, the fact that I never knew that information about him and now I'm reporting it to him, it's going to hit a nerve, right? And that's where I think people get that either intrigue or fear or whatever. And he said, but here's the rest of the story. Cause you know what demons do? They give you truth and lies. They twist the truth. And he told me, um, the outcome of the mm -hmm. situation. I'm not going to give his personal details, but right. Right. So he told me the outcome of the situation and he prepared me. He said, okay, this is on, you know, uh, spiritual battle. Um, you need to be reading the word every single day, praying and talking about it. And since then I have not received information. Thank you, Lord Jesus about people. Um, so they try to get me in different ways. You know, I have the Holy spirit in me with just so awesome. And they bow down to Jesus Christ. But like I said, I mean, I'll feel them still. Um, I'll hear them still. And that one time in the sleep paralysis, I was able to see them still too. I saw a demon outside my room. I was in the bed and I was feeling pushed down. I mentioned before, and I could see the demon in the doorway. Um, so yeah, you still, I still get attacked, but that's to the point that it's not a gift from God. It's a choice. So you can walk away and it's, it's not that it just goes away. He'll still try, but you have um, an armor of God and you have the protection of God and you don't have to do that. It's not a gift from God. It's a choice. Yeah, I think that's so encouraging and important. And um, I, 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 
think that's really going to change a lot of hearts and minds just hearing that. The guy that you were married to when you talked about how your friend came over and then got you guys to both go to church, you guys were having marriage problems. Is that the guy that you're married to now and you guys worked it out or are you married to someone else now? I am still married to him. Wow. Can I share something? Yes, please. Here's another thing that I definitely think um, your audience needs to know. Psychics and astrologists, I used to get charts done and all this stuff. And you know how many of them told me I was going to be divorced? Well, you want to know something? Because demons don't know everything and they can't restore anything and they will never lead you to Jesus Christ Mm. because of Christ. Actually, now, um, well, we stayed married and now there's restoration in our marriage. There's forgiveness. There's reconciliation. I mean, without Christ, forget about it. But, yep, we're still married today. There was no divorce. Sorry, suckers. (laughs) (laughs) I adore you. Okay. That's a victory. That is awesome. I love hearing um, people that have experienced, like, serious restoration in their marriages. And I think that Mm -hmm. gives so much hope for people. Where in culture and society do you see the occult thriving the most right now? Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. Um, if it may be on par, uh, uh, social media, social media, definitely. Um, and the big and, uh, Hollywood, Hollywood and, um, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. The sad thing is that now you can just, um, open the door to demons with a click of a button. That's all you have to do. They TikTok is flooded with psychic readers, tarot card readers, probably YouTube also probably Instagram, but I know I'm more familiar with TikTok. Just a click of a button, just joining the thing and you can be exposed to demons. It's that easy. Um, And that's where I think our youth is seeing a lot. They're seeing about the crystals manifesting vision boards on Instagram. Right. Again, on TikTok. I mean, popular hashtags are manifesting our astrology, Zodiac. So they're learning about all of this, whereas I didn't have that when I was a kid. Um, the devil is current and active and he's at work. He is at large. He is at work. He is definitely not hiding. And it's so out in the open now. It's ridiculous, honestly. But so, yeah, books, movies, um, like I said, the children, the cartoons. There was another one that the woman was smudging in the cartoon. I forgot the name of the cartoon. I made a video about it and she was smudging. She, she took the sage and burnt it and said that there were evil spirits there and she was going to get rid of them with the sage. Demons don't bow down to sage. It just will attract them, not repel them. They only bow down to Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit, not sage. I think so, you can buy sage at stores like Urban Outfitters and stuff. I mean, it's everywhere. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's super it's popular. trendy. Yeah, it's trendy. Absolutely. new. The new age stuff has been marketed out the wazoo. It's, it is really corrupt in the beauty and wellness industry. That's where I see it the most is, uh, you know, a 20-something young woman. That's crazy. Wow. Oh, that makes me think of, again, I don't know what I can say or not say, but Ipsy, because yep. I used to have, I had the Ipsy subscription. And then one day I come in and in the, the, um, they would put something in the bag. It had horoscopes on it. Yeah. I literally made a video. I burnt it on the, <laughs> and I canceled my subscription. I'm like, hello, can I have makeup without a side of witchcraft? No, it's all well, over. Look, look what McDonald's is doing offering um, a chance to win a free reading because Mercury was in retrograde. McDonald's, oh my goodness, Barbie, right, you're right. What, you're, you are absolutely right. We are seeing it everywhere. It's a big 
money maker. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say, but it costs you a lot more than your money. That's it's right. A, it's a battle for your soul. It really is. Jen, thank you so much for sharing your story. Uh, what is your TikTok? Because I know all my followers are going to want to find you on TikTok. Oh, sure. It's X Psychic Saved. E X, like ex uh, ex girlfriend, ex boyfriend. E so X Psychic Saved. On and that TikTok. is on Instagram as well. Yes, I keep everything like the same because I have memory issues. Yeah, it's but, easier to um, find you. I'm I'm older than you, sis. I'm 45, so I need to keep well, everything. Well, you look around. great. You're so naturally thank beautiful. You. Anyway, oh, I'm, I love following you, and I just I always think that you're pretty inside and out. So thank you so much, Jen, for coming on. You're a sweetheart. Thank you for having me, and thank you for what you're doing. It's awesome. I could listen to Jen's Long Island accent all day. I thought that her breakdown of what a spiritual attack actually is was crucial. You know, as Christians, we really do need to make sure that we're in the word every morning before we do anything else so that we have the armor of God on. Check out Jen's website so you're in the know when her new book drops. That's xpsychicsaved.com. I am curious, have you ever had a paranormal or supernatural experience? Do you believe in ghosts or are they all demons to you? What was your favorite part? of this conversation. Let me know in the five-star review that you leave. Every week I interview someone with an astonishing story or that has abundant knowledge and expertise on a certain subject. Next week is exactly that. It's also the most nervous I have been about releasing an episode on The Spillover because out of any episode that we've done, this is the one that could get us banned. Make sure when it drops next Thursday at 9 p.m. Pacific, midnight Eastern on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, you listen ASAP in case they take it down from us. Don't forget, you always have the option to watch the episode on the Politics YouTube channel, although next week, I can almost guarantee it gets taken off of YouTube. I'm Alex Clark, and this is The Spillover. Love you, mean it. Bye.